MSW Media. News was Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, March 16th, 2020. Today, a coronavirus update. It's debate night in America. A former judge resigns from the Supreme Court bar. Long lines at airports are putting people at risk. Test kits sent to California are missing pieces. And a bunch of good news, as much as we could muster. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Doing, doing okay. Good? Yeah. What's crazy to me is that everything is so fast moving that by the time people hear this tomorrow morning, like, who knows? It'll be such old news. Yeah. It's it's just after 1 p.m. on Sunday in California. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Who who knows what Mm -hmm. things have changed? Yeah, exactly. After this recording. But we are going with what we have now. Yeah. Hopefully Mm -hmm. good news. Hopefully good news. I do, I do. I have some good news stories. You have some good news stories? Hell yeah. Fuck do you yeah. have anything about Wuhan's rates going down incredibly in yeah. the good news uh, block? No, but we can talk about it right now. Uh, I just read a headline that said that. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. watching that interview with that uh, New York Times uh, epidemiology reporter on Matto talking about the how China was doing. Because uh, somebody put on Twitter, oh, we're going to finally get drive-through testing. I'm like, that's useless. It's worthless. People are like, no, it's it's a good thing. I was like, it's a good thing if you want to find out who has it. Mm-hmm. But if you test somebody and then send them home for four days to their family and to touch other people and infect other people, you're not flattening the curve. You're, you're getting test results, great, but you're not flattening the curve, and that's what we need to do. The testing, uh, this this gentleman, this expert who was on the Matto show said it's too late for testing. So this expert on Matto was just like, it's too late for testing. We can't get ahead of the testing curve. I mean, it's it's nice. We should send the test kits out. We should be able to test people. Everyone who should everyone should be able to get a test. That's mm-hmm. not what he was saying. But mm-hmm. he's like, it's not going to help us prevent cases from spreading at this point. Mm-hmm. It's we're beyond that. Uh, and he says, as, as long as everyone's just self quarantining, kind of regardless. That's one of the main ways to help. Mm-hmm. prevent the spread of this virus is to self-quarantine don't go out don't touch people wash your hands etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but he was saying what they were doing in china was first of all uh because people were really mad at me on twitter for me saying you know these drive-through testing sites are worthless i didn't mean totally worthless but what i did mean is that people were assuming i thought that people should be going to hospitals to get tested I, that's not what i think mm-hmm. i i'm sort of on board with this expert who's just talking about what you have to do, if, if you want to flatten the curve fast, you have to do what China's doing. So they have fever clinics in hospitals, which were, are separate from the rest of the hospital. Mm. So you don't spread it to other mm-hmm. people in the hospital. Sounds very smart. You go in, they give you a flu test, flu A, flu B, uh, lung scan. Uh, if you test negative for all that, then they put you in another room. They give you a coronavirus test. It takes about four hours to get the results back. They sit you six feet apart from other people. They give you a mask. They give you gloves. You a get magazine, the, I hope. Yep, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, or, you know, probably not because you touch it. Ah. Uh, but then you get your test results back. If you're negative, go home. Have a nice day. If you're positive, you go into one of their quarantine buildings, which is usually a gymnasium or offsite mm-hmm. building where there are beds, which are, you know, they have comfy beds. They're like 10 feet apart from each other. And you just stay there mm-hmm. for 14 days. And then once you're released, wow. you have to have a negative test and then you go home. 
So that's wow. very different from the drive through process. And it's extremely restrictive and, and probably something Americans wouldn't be very cool with. Mm. I think Americans are probably like, I'll just take my chances. Yeah, mm-hmm. getting shut. I, yeah, I can't imagine them taking uh, getting put into a building for two weeks, basically, lightly. Mm-hmm. No. But that sounds like an incredibly efficient process, just speaking as someone that's not a public health expert. Mm-hmm. But they've gone from tens of thousands of cases per day to under 100. Uh, they've been able to flatten their curve, and that's how they did it. Was, mm. was that's amazing. That. So I don't want anyone to think that I think drive through testing is stupid. Uh, I just don't think it's going to help flatten the curve, if that makes more sense. Yes, it's important that we test people. It's important that we find out who has it. Mm-hmm. But if you find out four days later... I mean, you know, maybe go through the drive through If you get a drive through test, go home. Don't see anyone. Isolate yourself yeah. from your family yeah. uh, and wait until your test results come back. And then mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe it's it's a different story. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you don't do that, it's it's like you have four in your four days. You can spread it to every day, two to three people. Mm-hmm. Not every day, but uh, on average, each person spreads it to two to three people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's hard to. I was just talking to somebody that has a sister who is pretty sick and she's at the doctor right now and she's in a hospital bed and they just they think it's just pneumonia. They don't think it's coronavirus, but obviously they're keeping her there just to monitor her in the event that it is because I think she has like like an underlying condition or something Um, or what she has asthma, but that's not considered an underlying condition, I guess, which is interesting for a respiratory infection. Isn't that interesting? That's what the, yeah, that's what this person was saying, but she doesn't fit the criteria to get tested. So they won't test her for it, but they're keeping her still. Yeah. Most people don't because they still apparently are using the criteria that you have to have traveled somewhere or come in contact with someone. Mm -hmm. I also heard you have to be able to prove that the person you came into contact with actually has it. That's weird. I talked to another mm. person who said she has a really good friend right now who's super sick, came into contact with someone from that country who she also found out to be sick, but she couldn't provide the office proof that that person had coronavirus, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't test her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder how much of these things is like, honestly, also, malpractice things that are going on too, because these stories kind of sound so ridiculous. It's like, are they doing the right thing? Like, are they actually following the rules or... Well, also, making bad calls. Other countries are considering asthma to be a to be a high risk mm-hmm. for for you to be high risk. Yeah, I would think so. If you have asthma, mm-hmm. because it's a respiratory, it's it's largely a respiratory illness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's just. I guess that whole point was just to say. I think with the testing, even the testing that's available, it seems like the people that actually really need it. Are not, and getting like, it. are not getting it. Well, Schiff's lawyer, Goldberg, well, mm-hmm. uh, one of his staff who who did some questioning during the impeachment inquiries, he tested positive and he mm-hmm. put out a, a really good thread on Twitter. You should check it out about mm-hmm. how he was able to get tested and, and how that all came came about. But most people can't. And I had thought uh, we had said on the beans last Friday that they had lifted those criteria. They had mm-hmm. they had made the criteria lower so that more people could get tested but apparently that has not been communicated to most places and they're still being refused tests so that's uh we'll start with that we've got some more stuff on the coronavirus coming up soon uh we do have some other news let's get to it with the hot notes hot notes okay here's an interesting story a former judge has resigned from the supreme court bar in a letter to justice chief justice john roberts His name is James Dannenberg. He's a retired Hawaii state judge that sat on the district court for 27 years. Before that, he was the deputy attorney general of Hawaii, and he's been a member of the Supreme Court bar since 1972. 
But on Wednesday, he tendered a letter of resignation to the SCOTUS chief, John Roberts, saying the court is doing far more and far worse than calling balls and strikes, but they are allowing the court to become an errand boy for the administration that has little respect for the rule of law. Quote, the court under your leadership and with your votes has wantonly flouted establishment precedent, established precedent. Your conservative majority has cynically undermined basic freedoms by hypocritically weaponizing others. The ideas of free speech and religious liberty have been transmogrified to allow officially sanctioned bigotry and discrimination, as well uh, as to elevate the grossest forms of political bribery beyond the ability of the federal government or states to rationally regulate it. Holy shit. He goes on to say, I no longer have respect for you or your majority, and I have little hope for change. I can't vote you out uh, of office because you have life tenure, but I can withdraw whatever significant support my bar membership might seem to provide. Wow. Wow, that was beautifully written. Yeah, the whole letter is like that, too. Holy shit. Every word is like a punch in the face, and uh, you should really check that out. His name is James Dannenberg. Wow. He is piecing out. Mm-hmm. What was that word? Transmore? Transmogrify. Transmogrify. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that word before. It's a great word. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, essentially just like twist into something that it is not and use it for your own benefit? Yeah. Or just to change something. Yeah. yeah. Masquerading. Yes. Transmogrify. To change or alter greatly and often with grotesque or humorous effect. Nice. According to Miriam Gross Webster. or funny. <laughs> that explains open mic comedy <laughs> I'm going to transmogrify this open mic <laughs> it's all going to be poop jokes and they're either going to bomb or they're going to go over it's going to be up that's very powerful though mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. and tonight just hours from now the CNN Univision debate which has been moved from Phoenix to DC in the CNN studios the podiums are 10 feet apart uh, what do you think we'll see tonight um, are they, wait, are they moving that for crowd purposes? Like there's not going to be a crowd, no. so they're putting it in a studio, basically? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they moved it from... Phoenix to DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Did you say that? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. My, my, my Well, I imagine what was in Phoenix was like set up for an actual mm-hmm. group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they at first they were going to keep it in Phoenix and just take the audience out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they're just not even traveling. They're yeah. They're just going to do it good in call. DC. Good call. That is a good call. I think we're going to see a lot of unity it would be very strange i think it'd be a very strange move for either of them to turn this into like a shit slinging contest right now currently Does, that's what we were thinking last week right mm-hmm. is yeah. that, that, that this is probably going to hopefully be a, a, a night where biden is going to need to take on some more progressive mm-hmm. platform stances to, in order to respect and gracefully accept uh, Bernie's potential support in the future mm-hmm. and the support from at least some of his most of his supporters trying just trying to make sure that they are not just them though either because a lot of people who voted for Biden and Warren and Buttigieg and every you know other candidates really wanted a more progressive platform mm-hmm. they just felt like Biden was a, a more likely to beat mm-hmm. Trump which is their number one concern right now mm-hmm. So it, it would be it would behoove Biden uh, to to accept some more of these to help have Bernie help mm-hmm. him form the Democratic platform this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but and that was last week. We'll see, though. He seemed to get in a, he seemed to get a little more aggressive. I got an email mm-hmm. from Bernie saying mm-hmm. Joe needs to you know, he's going to veto this. He's mm-hmm. going to be veto a Medicare for all option. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's this and that. And so he's back on the attack, at least in his, in yeah. his email mm-hmm. and print stuff. And. 
he has opened campaign offices and hired more staff in in primary states like Pennsylvania that don't happen until the end of April. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's planning on getting out of this anytime soon. Uh, and we'll see what happens tonight. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm really interested. What do you think, Amanda? I think the dynamics have changed because of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think and not only that, but we're already seeing states move the dates of their primary elections mm -hmm. to be in June. And so I actually think... And yeah, I think things are changing, actually. I previously thought last week perhaps we'd see somewhat of a calmer debate. But I think that Bernie's going to hammer him on health care. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's either going to be a moment that they take to be good to each other and to, you know, mm -hmm. pontificate about what is possible. Obviously, still with like some jabs, it's still a debate after all. Mm -hmm. um, I think it could either be that or what mm -hmm. you're saying. Mm -hmm. Bernie's going to well, take it as a chance to be like, fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. Well, Biden would totally take the wind out uh, of his sails if he said, no, I agree. You're right. We need a Medicare for all option. And I mm -hmm. won't veto but that He bill. literally mm -hmm. just said last week he would veto it. He didn't, though. Didn't he? That's what people assumed. Uh, but that's not exactly what he said. Isn't it, though? I watched a clip of him say I would veto it because it, we wouldn't be able to afford it. Are we talking about the one where he eliminates personal insurance, private insurance? Yes. No, just in general. They said if a Medicare for all bill came to your desk and it wasn't talking about. OK. Yeah. Well, then tonight. Yeah. He I'm could curious. Fuck it all up and say, yeah. you're right. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I won't veto that bill if it comes to my desk. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. first yeah. of all, that bill will never come to his desk. No, I know. I'm just saying it's not. And again, I don't have like I didn't listen to the whole interview, so I'm not going to I'm not going to um, I'm not going to pretend to have authority on that. I, and it could have been something to do with, like you said, in, in if he if it's also an limiting private insurance, which we know he's not for. But the, the clip that I saw was him saying he would veto any Medicare for all bill that came to his desk. And I just think that's a really fucking bad PR right now in the mm -hmm. moment that we're in with everyone panicking. Yeah. It I, makes healthcare even more of an issue. Right. Okay, which, because my understanding was that Biden will have will go for a Medicare for all option. Medicare for all who want it. Yeah. Basically. I mean that from what I got from the clip that I saw last week, he won't. Well okay. this will all get hashed out tonight on the debate it stage. Will. And yeah. That's my I'm point. Positive. Yeah. And if Biden says, Nope, I will not veto that bill, mm -hmm. you put a Medicare for all bill Great. on my desk, I'll sign it. Great. He could actually take That would all, be amazing. He, I'm but like that would be an interesting point, right? Yeah. <laughs> because Biden knows first of all, a Medicare for all bill that eliminated private insurance would never get to his desk. No. That wouldn't happen. I know. Uh just because of Congress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh so he could say safely yeah that if that bill came to his desk he wouldn't veto it there's mm -hmm. no reason for him not to say that yeah. is what i'm saying and if he does want a medicare mm -hmm. for all option which i'm pretty sure he does i could be wrong but i think i've read pretty thoroughly what his points of view are i'm still not choosing mm -hmm. what candidate to back at this point but uh if he does then you know he could say of course i would sign a medicare for all bill and he 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 even doesn't even have to come out and say uh, I would only sign a Medicare for all option, uh, mm -hmm. a, a Medicare for all who want it bill. He could he could just tell everybody he would not veto any Medicare for all bill that got mm -hmm. to his desk and he wouldn't have to. And that would be an honest, true thing that he could say. Mm -hmm. And if if he wants Medicare for all, he needs to talk about how he's going to get it and yes. implement it. That's the big thing. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, Amanda. Everybody is panicking right mm -hmm. now. We mm -hmm. don't have health care. Yeah. And we need it. And mm -hmm. an American 74% want a Medicare for all who want it option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it makes no it would make no sense for Biden to be like, yeah. nope, I'm going to veto that. Not going to do it. Mm -hmm. That would be just stupid on every front. I think Bernie really has an opportunity tonight to to provide a very large contextual view 
of his views of what's wrong <clears throat> with the capitalism, what's wrong with, wrong with our healthcare system, mm-hmm. and what leads to this even being able to happen outside of everyone not having healthcare. The fact that people are worrying about being charged. Also, I know that like, well, I guess that that would be entailed if everyone was covered. But uh, I, I think he has he has a sometimes people criticize him for being super one note and just saying that one phrase. We need Medicare for all. Healthcare is a human right. Tonight, he really has a chance to, I think, be really intentional with his words and be like, when if we had this previously, here's how this is how it would be different. Yeah. yeah. And so like looking forward we really need to, to th- for the longevity of this nation, mm-hmm. it is important that we have this. And it's, you know, I hope he just gets more wordy, honestly, I th- and kind of doesn't just stick to saying like the exact same stuff because mm-hmm. we have such a perfect example right now of why I think he's so right. Yeah. And Bernie's also going to hammer him on in terms of how other countries are better able to handle all of this because of their socialized medicine and because, and because of their public health initiatives. I just did a little research here based on the stuff we were talking about to try to find out a little more clarity on on what exactly he said last week. I guess a lot of people have been like, You're, you would veto Medicare for all. And his campaign spokesman, Andrew Bates, said... Um, uh, Biden is committed to delivering more uh, more U.S. Senate and House victories for Democrats, but even with those victories, the chance of Medicare for all passing through both chambers anytime soon is close to zero. Our opponents do not speak for us and should never be allowed by the press to put words into the vice president's mouth. He did not say veto. He made clear that his urgent priority is getting universal coverage as quickly as possible. And he explained why he firmly believes our approach should be to build on Medi- the Affordable Care Act with a Medicare-like public option. So he... Yeah, they're, yeah. He he wants to improve Medicare yeah. as it is because Medicare right now sucks, and then he wants to make that available to everyone, expand it to yeah. make it available to everyone. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 is a little more clarifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Definitely. he but then if that's not the message that y'all are getting, he needs to make that message clear as fuck. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know is I, I exactly this is the problem. I mean, I still don't. This is the problem for me. I, I saw a clip which was just from an interview he did a couple days ago where the clip was I would veto Medicare for all. I mean, you take and people are going to get that clip in all sorts of different contexts. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's great that the, that he wants advocating for a Medicare like public option to add on to the ACA. Mm-hmm. But there's clips of him saying, I would veto Medicare for all. And people have attention. Like, not everyone's going to do the research that I just did. No. And that's a problem. Yeah. So he has to be careful the language he's using and make sure he follows up with context and when he makes is, those statements. is a chance for him Definitely. to clarify that. Yeah. And, and Bernie's going to make him do it, too. Definitely. Yeah, he's going to have to. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it would be more pleasant as well. And maybe Bernie would like, I don't know, you know, accept a little bit what's happening. But I think this is his last chance to use the platform yep. he currently has in the middle of this crisis to like make a really important statement. Absolutely. I think we talked about how something devastating would have to happen to Biden for Bernie to surge again. And this is <laughs> this is kind of a devastating thing, not necessarily for Biden, obviously, for the whole country. But yeah. but it's I agree with you. This is something he could totally capitalize on. And I think it actually could launch him into having some pretty successful primaries coming up or at the very least getting you know getting biden to take some of these progressive issues more seriously Mm -hmm. at the very least yeah Yeah, that's at minimum right yes Mm -hmm. yeah um uh, so like i said sanders is opening new offices in pennsylvania hiring Mm -hmm. more staff so it doesn't appear he's winding anything down Mm -hmm. at this point like a lot of people would like to lead you to believe but the pennsylvania primary isn't until the end of april april 28th uh, it's Connecticut, Maryland, New York, Delaware, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania. This Tuesday, uh, as we know, uh, is Arizona, Florida, Ohio, and Illinois. None of those have been canceled. March 24th is Georgia. That has been postponed to June. April 4th is, or excuse me, May. 
uh, May 19th, Georgia, has been moved from March 24th to May 19th. April 4th is Alaska, Hawaii, Louisiana, and Wyoming. I think Bernie has a, a good night that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't take Louisiana, but Louisiana has been postponed as well, and that's till June. So just Alaska, Hawaii, and Wyoming, he could do very well. And uh, uh, Wisconsin is April 7th. Um, but yeah, I think Bernie could pick up Alaska, Hawaii, and Wyoming, but I don't know that he might pick up many more states or at least not get the mm-hmm. 55% of delegates he needs mm-hmm. to at least keep it even. Um, but it's important to note, these are different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I hope, my hope is that we end up with a candidate who can beat Trump that mm-hmm. has a progressive platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. And absolutely. if we get that, mm-hmm. then I think we win mm-hmm. as a party and as a nation. For sure. And mm-hmm. I, I think that could be Biden, you know? Yeah. I think I think that if they work together, it'll happen. They'll have to work together. Exactly. They're going to have, there's yeah. going to have to be unity. I will say though, and I don't mean this in a morbid way, but I think it's a good thing that these states are delaying their primaries. I think states that don't delay their primaries, especially if we're still having... Um, a lot of coronavirus-related mm-hmm. um, measures being taken. A lot of older people who are mm-hmm. more at risk are not going to show up to vote. Yep, I'm who surprised. Are the I'm people not who are most voting. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is the block who has the highest voter turnout, mm-hmm. who are should be staying the fuck home mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, it's not like millennials have been voting. So I don't know, man. Yeah, they need to move to. Uh, mm-hmm. They need to move to a different system. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to be able to do this thing where that I've heard some people saying. How about Bernie and 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 Biden get together, decide that that Biden will be the nominee, and that he'll put together a progressive platform and not run any more primary contests. That I don't think is feasible. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, especially if you want any Bernie supporters to vote for Biden. Uh, just canceling the rest of the primaries isn't the way to do that. You have to give people mm-hmm. a chance to have to have their voices but heard. We have to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. in a fair way, because mm-hmm. some states are not making the move towards doing, you know, mail in. You have to do mail in uh, because if you if you stop voting, uh, or you know, if you if people who are older voters can't get out to vote, mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to be a disproportionate election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you know, we have to keep those things in mind. We just need to switch to mail in, in these states. Mm-hmm. And in, in maybe in the general, people need to start moving toward that. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen between now and November? I don't mm-hmm. know. Totally. Um, all right. Uh, oh, and the uh, just the other only other election news I have before the debate tonight, the National Education Association has endorsed Biden. Oh, uh, that's big. So that's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think that that was going to happen, but it did. Uh, All right, let's switch our coverage over to coronavirus. As usual, we have a lot of news coming out. Um, We had a lot of news come out over the weekend. It's it's changing day by day. The Vatican, for example, has canceled Easter Mass and Holy Week celebrations and have absolved Catholics of the sin of not attending those services. (laughs) With abolishing abolishing Mass, you have to make Mass. You have to make sure that you absolve them of of the sin of not attending. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was Catholic, I only went twice a year, but whatever. I guess Easter is the big deal. Um, it's the Super Bowl for us. Uh, California has received test kits for COVID-19. Gavin Newsom says they didn't include all the components. They need to actually oh run God. the test. So that's... Uh, Whoops. Yeah, that's wonderful. And uh, the Trump administration will go forward with kicking people off food stamps despite the coronavirus outbreak. Republicans are moving forward with the enacting the strict work requirements of people who use food stamps, which could result in hundreds of thousands of people losing eligibility. This was already a problem, mm-hmm. but now people soon could be forced to work public-facing jobs for 20 hours a week when they should be staying at home. The Department of Agriculture confirmed it's sticking with their April 1st deadline to tighten the restrictions. And people without disability or kids must work 20 hours per week to qualify for SNAP. 
It was it was projected 700,000 people would lose the assistance. But with coronavirus, that number will increase considerably, causing harm to both the people who will lose eligibility because they can't get jobs, but also the economy. Uh, and people who work in the service industry and gig economy are already going to lose hours, meaning now that any of those workers who were on SNAP that drop below 20 hours per week will lose their SNAP eligibility. Uh, Trump apparently thought about delaying the April 1st start date, but ultimately decided to stay on schedule. So he thought about it, realized how many millions of people would lose their food, uh, and did it anyway. <sighs> I, um, yeah, I, it's almost, and maybe you guys feel similarly, I think there's going to be so many really tragic ripple effects in the next, in the coming weeks and months, and it's almost too much to think about people who are struggling, who are going to struggle even more now. Mm-hmm. Um and partic- not not only just with their employment or being kicked off of SNAP, mm-hmm. but also um, with having to pay for health care. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. You know, it's especially for me as someone who who I grew up in a in a family with who didn't have a lot of money. And when I look back now, I realize one of the only things that kept my family from the brink of horrible poverty at certain times in our life when we were going through rough stuff was the fact that we didn't have to pay for our health care. I was in and out of the hospital a lot growing up, as were my siblings, as were my grandparents. And I think that medical debt would have ruined my family. Yeah, y'all wouldn't have made it here. No. Um, so it, I'm just worried for um, all of the working people who already can't afford their copays having to deal with coronavirus-related treatment or their family losing work. And um, I'm just like, my heart goes out to everyone. Well, we'll have some more coronavirus um, news after the break. Mm-hmm. And we do have a lot of good news. We, yeah. you know, as you know, Mr. Rogers says, look for the helpers. We've asked yes. our patrons to tell us um, the helpers, who the helpers are. And so we've, we've got a lot of that and a lot of ways that you can help, too. Um, so stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Native Deodorant. For a long time, I've been looking for a deodorant that's aluminum-free but still effective. It's been really impossible. I've been looking for two decades. Every conventional deodorant contains aluminum, which forms plugs in your sweat glands that can keep you from sweating and could be linked to serious health issues. But I'm thrilled to tell you about Native. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's formulated with safe natural ingredients like coconut oil and shea butter, so it's really kind to your skin. It's also vegan. It's never tested on animals. And making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on performance, which was my number one worry. Uh, Native keeps you smelling and feeling fresh all day long with over 10 amazing scents, including their classics, lavender and rose, coconut and vanilla, eucalyptus and mint, and my current favorite, cucumber and mint. They also have an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. And right now, you can check out their new seasonal pack for winter, which includes three bars of blackberry and plum, pear and linen blossom, and vanilla and chai. Native comes in a wide variety of options for men, women, and teens, and there's no risk to try. They have free shipping on every order and offers 30-day returns and exchanges in the USA. So check out the over 10,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to Native. Personally, I like that it's a solid that goes on easily and it's good to my skin, and it's aluminum-free, so it won't stain my clothes. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've got some more coronavirus stories. Jordan, what's going on? Yes, a lot of stuff. Um, So Trump did a press conference on Friday. He declared a national emergency. Two very big words, I think was was his direct (laughs) quote. Yeah, he was like, I'm declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. They have three and four syllables, respectively. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know. I like that. I mean, emergency, that's a big word. I can see what he's talking about there. But national, <laughs> national, I don't know. Maybe, whatever. That's Maybe not a because soup. nations are big. Yeah, exactly. Very big words. Like oceans, they're wet and blue and big. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he, he announced a bunch of stuff, uh, a lot of half-baked plans, honestly, that affected the stock market in the way that he was hoping. Maybe not to the extent he was wishing for, but it definitely I feel like helped. he just paraded those CEOs out to get the stock market to go yeah, up. And probably. then the market's closed. Seriously, yeah. But uh, okay, so he said that declaring the national emergency is going to free up $50 billion to help fight coronavirus. He said that he was giving uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services the power to waive certain laws and regulations to ensure that coronavirus could be contained and patients can be treated. He said that 1.4 million new tests for coronavirus would be available next week and that 5 million would be available within the next month. He did say, I doubt we'll need that quantity, though. Okay. He also said that there were plans to allow drive through virus tests uh, and he also brought, like he said, various businessmen up to the podium, shaking off their hands one by one. Um, <laughs> that was the best part. Yes. He he also talked about waiving interest on federal student loans. And he talked about the purchasing of large quantities of oil for the U.S. Strategic Oil Reserve. Officials also said that they were going to be offering guidance to suspend all visitations to nursing homes, with exceptions being made only for end-of-life situations. So that was most of the announcements, the big announcements he made during that press conference. Um, On the topic of Trump, we know now that he was in the trenches of coronavirus with a group of people, uh, all having met the, was it the Brazilian president? Uh, Bolsonaro ended up testing positive, but the the one that everyone was worried about was his propaganda minister. I don't know if that's his title, but that's what I call him. <laughs> uh, who who was the one who was uh, passing it on to yeah. everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, thank you. Um, so so he was yeah amidst all these people that are now testing positive, and Trump was refusing to get tested. Everybody was like, you know, just there's no there's no way that it wouldn't make sense for you to get tested having mm-hmm. the facts be that all these people are testing positive for the virus finally he relented he's like fine i'll get tested he gets tested and now he's came out and said that he was negative so no it's no one believes that <laughs> no in fact the news the, the way the news reported it is like the white house is saying the test was negative like they, they aren't even like right. mincing words yeah exactly and i mean it's like I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that I feel silly getting super hung up on because I, other than the fact that he would be covering something up for his own benefit, which is just bad in general, it's it's kind of just another example of him lying, I guess, is the big part. Yeah. And it's like, if he's sick, he's sick. And if he's not, Exa- he's not. Yeah, it exactly. Is what it is. Exactly. That's kind of how I feel about it existentially. But in terms <laughs> of, yeah, <laughs> but, but in terms of what that means. What is testing? Right. Because he's sitting, he's sitting there as a person setting a horrible example. He's like, essentially saying, I was surrounded by people who have tested positive, but I am refusing to believe that I myself might be sick. And and on top of that, I'm going to shake everyone's hands that comes up to me and just give zero fucks about potentially spreading it to. That's ultimately what he's doing. Okay, then on Saturday, so that was Friday. On Saturday, the House passed a bipartisan coronavirus aid package. The deal includes free testing, paid emergency leave, and other resources intended to help, um, stem the crisis and stabilize markets. Uh, The Senate's supposed to be voting early this week. Pelosi said that the legislation would facilitate free testing, as I said, including for the uninsured. 
That is super important because I've seen friends on social media already saying that they're getting turned away by doctors because Same. they're uninsured. Yeah. Horrifying. Um, measure also includes two weeks of paid sick leave and paid family and medical leave. Uh, and then to help people who lost their jobs amid the outbreak, which is a lot. I'm also seeing a lot of that, which is breaking my heart. My friends saying they got laid off mm-hmm. all during this, like yep. in the middle of this, they're losing their jobs. And that's so scary and sad that that's happening and i'm so sorry if that's happened to any of our listeners and it's awful but to assist people that have lost their jobs pelosi said that the bill strengthens unemployment insurance and boosts food security initiatives like food stamps so i know Mm -hmm. we were just talking about trump being hell-bent on making it harder for people to get it but apparently pelosi is saying that they're dedicated to counteracting that and making it easier well that's good yeah Also, the bill increases federal funds for Medicaid to support our local, state, tribal, and territorial governments and health systems so that they have the resources necessary to combat this crisis. Interesting. Yes. So that uh, is something to look for early this week, like I said, to vote in the Senate. Then, another update. This is reporting from The Verge. So Trump had said Google was uh, working with the U.S. government to build a nationwide website to help people determine (laughs) whether and how to get a coronavirus test. But Google came out and was like, that's not true. What's actually happening is a much smaller trial website made by another division of Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, is going up. And it will only be able to direct people to testing facilities in the Bay Area. So kind of trying to maybe aggrandize what they're currently working on. And one of the reasons that's happening, uh, this stuff is coming out of Jared Kushner's office, who, as we know, joined the task force on Wednesday of this week. He apparently saw the administration having a tough time, decided to insert himself, and he thought he could break the, uh, the reporting says he believed he could break the logjam of internal dysfunction. He has an office? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just said that. I guess for saying it reasons, but (laughs) (laughs) the internal log jam. Yeah. That's great. So there is a failure at the top. Yeah. That's like uh, walking up to a clogged toilet and being like, what if I poop on it? Maybe that will help. (laughs) That's essentially what Kushner is on this task force. (laughs) He's not going to unclog shit. He's the worst. Just going to add to the (laughs) shit pile. All right. Exactly. Um, but he he helped write Trump's Oval Office address to the nation, and he solicited advice from his sister-in-law's father, who's an ER doctor, who literally, I guess, just like posted on his Facebook asking for his colleagues to give advice about what should happen. And then Jesus. he gave that information to Kushner. Kushner was also the one behind pushing tech executives to build that testing website, apparently, and to create mobile testing sites. But it's kind of becoming a too many dumb cooks in the not up to health code kitchen situation very quickly. Um, <laughs> a senior administration official has said, the problem is no one is sure who is in charge. Unless someone comes to you and says, I was with the president five minutes ago, and you know they're telling the truth. Getting irreversible direction is a little difficult. So that's great. Huh. All right. Yep. Good news all around. Yeah. Nat. Uh, I just wanted to bring back that old Borat joke. <laughs> Nat. Uh, the, the, you know my suit is black, Nat. <laughs> my suit is gray, Nat. <laughs> um, <laughs> coronavirus. It, the amazing thing to me is it's revealing all of the bullshit arbitrary laws that have never made sense to me in the first place. Rules and regulations, laws mm-hmm. and shit that goes on. Uh, for example, 12-ounce bottles of hand sanitizer are now allowed on planes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, the, that four ounce rule, it's always been just arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, either allowing that to mm-hmm. happen would blow up a bunch of planes or it's just a dumb rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, the federal government um, charging interest on student loans. Mm-hmm. Never had to do that, really. Yeah. Um, so now they're taking that away. It's going to be really hard to put these back. Or why billionaires couldn't give away a lot of their money sooner than this. Uh, courts are stopping throwing people in jail for minor offenses because uh, they don't want to oh, increase the risk of uh, coronavirus being spread within prison systems. Mm-hmm. Oh, systems. No bench warrants out for stupid shit. So never had to really do that in the first place. Um, you should just keep you should just stop doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadband data caps and throttled Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, AT&T has announced it's going to quit throttling its internet. Could have done that anytime. Um, no longer evicting tenants for late rent. Mm-hmm. That is something that's happening uh, now. Yeah. In just, just locally or nationally? No, I think nationally. It, oh, really? I mean, not it's not a national rule, but mm-hmm. local yeah. localities are doing right. that. Yes, yeah. exactly. I know it's happening in New York City. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what I was yeah. just thinking of. Yeah, I think he postponed build, it like a month or something. Yeah, Bill de Blasio. Could yeah. have always yeah. done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cities no longer shutting off water or electricity for economic hardship. Apparently, Detroit is turning back on the water to a bunch of people who previously had it turned off due to unpaid bills because they need people to be able to wash their hands. Hmm. Almost like water is a human right. Isn't that yeah. weird? Hmm. Uh, paid sick leave for people. Mm-hmm. We have to put that into a bill to put through Congress. We couldn't have just had that <laughs> for everyone all the time. So I just think it's really interesting, all these things that are, that you know, we're going to have to change in mm-hmm. order for, you know, to help stop spread the coronavirus and to be safe. But shit that just should be the way that it is mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. to make yep. to make life easier on the citizenry. Yes. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Bernie has an opportunity to really hammer in tonight mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. so many of those things could be addressed by more social programs. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to talk about that stuff. And in general... Bernie shit aside, also Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden would be really dumb to not also jump on that same train. Mm -hmm. And I imagine he is going to. Both of them have Mm -hmm. such a good opportunity right now to be leaders for this country. Both of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm starting to do Bernie hands. (laughs) You are doing Bernie hands. (laughs) You've been watching him too much. Oh my God, yeah. I never talk. I never use my hands. I find him comforting. (laughs) Fall asleep to YouTube videos of him talking. Yes. But I'm 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 excited for both of them to come out hopefully and and say exactly what you're saying, which is like we are a developed nation and there's mm-hmm. no reason that these things should just now mm-hmm. be happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, what a what a good idea. Don't mm-hmm. kick people out of their houses and turn off their electricity <laughs> for economic hardship. Who would have thought that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I could just see him. What? Oh yes. my god. It's a revelation. That'd be so cool if both of them could say that well, shit and then like high five each other. And there like, are yeah, fuck yeah, air high fives. Yes, yeah. That's there true. are specific things in in Bernie's platform like that. Like I think mm-hmm. there's there was a uh, thing in Bernie's candidate about utilities not being shut off because this happens all over the place. Not just mm-hmm. it doesn't just affect people in the th- way that you think it would, but also for people who are disabled who rely on their utilities mm-hmm. to stay alive, mm-hmm. quite literally. Mm-hmm. And there are things in his platform saying, "Hey, you can't do that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know though. It's hard to regulate nationally, federally. Mm, I, I don't totally. Think that, I don't think you can do that. I mean, but... I'm, I'm sure you can, but the the fact that he's drawing attention to it, I yes. think, is, is part of what's important. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, here's a fucked up story. The Trump administration Ooh. has offered a German medical company large sums of cash for exclusive access to a COVID-19 vaccine. <sighs> the German media has reported this and they have corroborated this story. The German government is trying to fight off what it sees as an aggressive takeover bid by the United States. Uh, the broadsheet developed reports citing German government uh, circles, citing mm-hmm. German government discussions. 
The U.S. President Trump has offered the Tübingen-based biopharmaceutical company called CureVac large sums of money to gain exclusive access to their work. What ha- uh, so that is actually something that's happening. They're trying to Trump is trying to corner the market on coronavirus vaccines and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. 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 There's also let me look this up really quick. And uh, one of Kushner's uh, Josh Kushner, Jared has a brother named Josh, mm-hmm. uh, is opening testing sites uh, under. He's got a testing site company that is probably the one that's going to be ending, ending mm-hmm. up in Walmart parking lots. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Kushners are all in for for this. Uh, what do what do we call it? The uh, Jordan, you talk about the disaster. Um, Economy. Oh, disaster capitalism! Disaster capitalism, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and totally. it's being perpetrated by our president and mm-hmm. his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, swooping in during a time of national tragedy, profiting to make money. Yep, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, so um, gross. I can't find exactly what I'm looking for right now, but I also was, um, and I'll have to follow it up tomorrow or something. But um, there's a drug company in the U.S. who is trying to stop the Chinese government also from handing out vaccines for free if they get there first like there are a lot of it's not just trump but just american pharma companies in general are trying to like stop this from happening for free to stop the public pressure then that will inevitably come Mm -hmm. on our government to do Mm -hmm. the same thing yep but trump announced in his thing on friday that the virus that the vaccine would be free didn't he uh am i I dreaming i don't i don't remember exactly if it was that or if it was just testing Testing free, vaccine not free. I don't think that he said that. No, yeah. I actually have heard that though. Really? Yeah, that the well, I don't know if it's from his mouth, but just that it could have just been from Democratic Congressmen. Yeah, women, it could be maybe. in that legislation. That legislation they're trying to write up. Yeah, but yeah, just how like you can go to CVS right now and get a flu shot. That that's hopefully going to be the case for this vaccine whenever it comes out. Yeah, and yikes. Yeah, so, that's wonderful. Can you imagine how hard researchers are working right now? Holy shit! Yeah. It's all across the world. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a I think there's teams all over the world who are like getting close to different treatments or vaccines, mm-hmm. but they're not close, but like we're making progress. I saw there's a there's a team in Canada who also is doing so. And I saw a tweet which was like, this is what happens when you cancel NHL games. <laughs> Canadians are like <laughs> right on that shit. <laughs> oh, um, fuck. No, we need a vaccine now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And we'll hand them out at hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good idea. It, yeah, it is. Come to the hockey game. Vaccine on the way mm-hmm. in. Um. Or come back in two weeks. Yeah, come back in two weeks after that. Like, that really wouldn't work medically. Yeah, uh, But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And, you know, you're right. I don't think, I feel like Trump wouldn't offer free vaccines if he's trying to offer envelopes of cash to Germany to get his hands on mm-hmm. the exclusive vaccine so that he can sell it. Um, mm-hmm. That's just weird. Uh, a lot of people are uh, worried about the elections. I know we've got Georgia uh, primary postponed, Louisiana mm-hmm. primary postponed. Mm-hmm. People are wondering uh, if Trump can cancel the general election in November. Uh, news from Glenn Kirshner and some other uh, experts, Trump doesn't have the power to move the election. Only Congress can do that. And even if he does somehow get it through, uh, his term ends January 20th, 2021, pursuant to the Constitution. And if an election has not been held by that date, per the Constitution, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi would become President of the United States. You have to get reelected. To Madam keep, President. To keep being the president. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Nunes was on Fox today. Uh, spreading his good vibes, telling people to go out to pubs, go out to restaurants, oh kick this God. thing in the butt. You know, if you're healthy, go out and, and, and help your small local small businesses and and uh, go have a drink at a pub, go to a restaurant, eat out, um, you know, help yeah. our economy, help keep the economy going. I mean, we were talking about that before. Like he gives a shit about small businesses. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about that before things have continued to just escalate, but 
the thing still stands where there's still ways to patronize patronize <laughs> wait is that you guys are dumb wait what is pay what is it's the patronize. verb it is patronize yeah. okay funny um <laughs> english language yes is weird. yeah but there's other ways to support those businesses still via, via you know ordering online or ordering takeout or something so um he's dumb yeah, and you can also have your food delivered sometimes to, to have it set outside your house, uh-huh. or you can go online and order gift certificates to these restaurants mm-hmm. uh, I like and that small idea. businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Give them like we were do like we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Get your Christmas shopping done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is too. I know it. It, it seems it seems challenging to to try to stay home as much as possible and to quarantine and to social distance, but it's most important that we do it right now. Because we're like about a week behind some of, in terms of statistics, we're like a week behind some of the worst hit areas of Italy in terms of what is expen- expected to be our growth in number of cases. So it's right now that it, it doesn't, it's not, you know, if you're young and healthy, you might be thinking, well, I'm going to go out and enjoy my life because I'm not going to die from this. It's the spread that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of my peers are not taking seriously or they're not, you know, washing their hands as much or not taking any of this seriously. It's the community spread that's mm-hmm. the problem and and the healthcare system being overrun with people. And not having a nationalized message too, mm-hmm. you know, yep. like it's it's just coming out today that people are considering floating a 14-day shutdown essentially. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And so something something like that would be, I think, just unified messaging is really what we need to mm-hmm. because the way that they've been ineffectively leading this currently is you mm-hmm. do have people like Nunes mm-hmm. that are able to just go on those programs and give entirely contradictory messaging. Yep. yep. Yeah. And the, uh, the most effective way, looking at um, different, uh, there's a Washington Post article that came out that shows the different scenarios and how the curve is flattened or not mm-hmm. based on whether you self-quarantine, don't self-quarantine, et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and self-quarantining, quarantining yourself, staying at home, not going out and not having, and social distancing and hand washing. Mm-hmm is actually the best way to flatten the curve right mm-hmm. now outside mm-hmm. of an all-out, like, China-style mm-hmm. shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that that isn't even in their little, uh, the, some of the uh, experiments that they put out. But it's a really interesting article. You should check it out in the Washington mm-hmm. Post. Um, and uh, we do have, despite Nunez uh, coming on TV and telling everybody to go out to pubs and stuff, we, we do have a lot of good news. Yeah, we do. Um, so uh, stick around for that. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is AG and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is it preventing you from achieving your goals? I highly recommend trying out BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Everybody could use help from time to time. Personally, I've experienced PTS and sought support uh, and help in the healing process and getting help when you need it is the smartest and healthiest thing you can do. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And with the coronavirus right now, it's exceptionally helpful to be able to do these things online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financially, it's available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Here's a recent one from BetterHelp user M.E. after counseling with Shauna. 
I'm so grateful to have found a counselor who understands and is experienced in my kind of trauma. I've only been seeing her for three weeks now. She's already helped me understand how my trauma has impacted various behaviors. I have enormous faith that she will continue to massively improve my state of mind, relationship, and life. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners, get 10% off your first month, and that's BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. All right, everybody, welcome back. So I tweeted out last week to look for the helpers. I wanted you all to tell me how you're helping and and what you see happening and and what's just been really helpful. And Texas Betsy is collecting grocery gift cards and Venmo cash from her neighborhood association members to give to the families of her students who can't afford food because Mm -hmm. a lot of these kids only get to eat because of school Mm -hmm. lunches. Uh, at Robin15224 is donating to her local food bank. They had to cancel their fundraisers. Many food banks are having to cancel their their fundraisers. So it's a good idea to donate to your local food bank. Mm-hmm. Thomas A. Fine is helping set up telecommuting software at his work for all of the people he works with. Um, left is right in NE is buying food for her neighbor who can't work because of onerous work visa requirements. Hmm. And they have three kids to feed. Wow. Uh, Adela Terrell is a volunteer first responder where she lives. Thank you for that, Adela. Um, CMB, so sick of this, is doing all the grocery shopping for her elderly neighbors so that they can stay home. That's really sweet. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Uh, Flesh the Turd donated to Search for Swag, which is dropping supplies and sanitizers to Ferguson and St. Louis homeless populations. So that's Search for the number four swag. Mm Uh, at Katie Lopa is shopping for her elderly neighbors and she's part of a buy nothing group buy nothing project rules are simple post anything you'd like to give away lend or share amongst neighbors ask for anything you'd like to receive for free or borrow keep it legal no hate speech no bullying no buying or selling no trades or or bartering we're strictly a gift economy Hmm. cool so Mm -hmm. that's those are uh, nothing buy nothing projects yeah it's really cool. Burners love a good gift economy group. And uh, Hefty Lefty 6 is also donating to a local food pantry. Chris M515 is on standby to take care of her grandkids if they close her daughter's daycare. Mm-hmm. So those are uh, our good news stories from, from y'all. Yeah, uh, I have a couple more. Who are helping. What do you have? Yeah. I have a couple more related, mostly coronavirus-related ones. This is from Kate Frazier, and she said, Our community has no cases right now, but it is nearby. As of yesterday, our school district closed for four weeks, but not before ensuring that they had the means and ability to feed two meals daily to anyone under 18 within the district who needs it. That's really cool. I know. It's really nice. Um, uh, The next one is from Ray Kruna. And he says, not sure if you saw this already, but Disney released Frozen uh, Frozen 2 three months early on Disney Plus to help out those of us stuck inside with kids. I did see that and I was confused. I was uh-huh. like, when did this shit come out? Yeah, it's a it's a coronavirus gift from Disney. Wait, okay. And Frozen 2, did that already come out in theaters? It did, yeah. Oh, but okay. they're releasing they're releasing it to people at home <laughs> early. Okay, very so cool. that's pretty sweet. So watch that with your kids. Aww. Yeah. Um, this was a really good one. This was from a guy called Fan of Walt. And he linked us to an article about a distillery in Portland. And they realized that they had the equipment and the alcohol needed to make hand sanitizer. So they've switched from making booze to (laughs) producing hand sanitizer. And they're giving it away for free. That's cool. Um, And it's called Shine Distillery in Portland. So that's 
pretty fucking rad. That is really kudos cool. to you, Portland. Um, this is from Anke Dostal, um, and they say, not sure this counts as good news, but our family had a rousing indoor soccer session that was fun and didn't destroy anything. Also, Down Dog has a series of apps which can lead you through uh, bar, yoga, et cetera, other kinds of workouts, and they've made all their apps free until April 1st. So if you're missing the gym, um, there are free exercise things out there for you. That's super cool. Yeah. And, YouTube uh, has a bunch of great stuff, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, somebody named Ken Allen tweeted at us and linked us to a tweet from uh, a user called Jester D at Just Me Turtle. And this was, this was really nice. I wanted to read this. Um, it says, he says, I'm a garbage man. I can't work from home and my job is an essential city service that must get done. It's a tough job from getting up pre-dawn to the physical toll it takes on my body to the monotonous nature of the job. And at times it's hard to keep going. Right now though, uh, right now I am feeling an extra sense of pride and purpose as I do my work. I see the people, my people of my city peeking out their windows at me. They're scared. We're all scared. Scared but resilient. Us garbage men are going to keep collecting the garbage. Doctors and nurses are going to keep on doctoring and nursing. It's going to be okay. We're going to we're going to make it okay. I love my city. I love my country. I love my planet Earth. Be good to each other, and we'll get through this just fine. Mm. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's so nice. cool. Well said. Um, this was a really sweet one too. Someone named Julie Max said, "I'll be quarantined with Daily Beans Pod. Hell yes, we will laugh and swear and talk Trump smack together. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, we will. People are holding up with us, but yeah. So some just some nice." People taking care really of each nice. other. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, really, really, really nice. And yeah. check this out. Here's a little Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Uh, Fox News anchor Trish Reagan. Uh, she's an anchor person who called coronavirus a Democrat effort to impeach Trump and a hoax. Oh uh, she's been benched. She's been sign lied. Fox took her off the air. How does that work when they're the ones that told her to say that? I don't know. Or do they not? Do they just let these people run free in front of the camera? Just do your thing. I'll be in the control room. (laughs) Just let them go. Yeah, like, don't they have memos that go around, like, saying what you should say and what you shouldn't say? Yeah, I I would imagine. I mean, I feel like it's probably like they get some guidance, but then they're allowed to like fill in with their own opinion. Yeah, they can riff. Yeah, they can riff. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess when you get enough, when you get enough hate mail from someone, someone has to take the fall, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I think that I guess that comment is mostly just pointing that out yeah. that I am positive <laughs> they were aware that that was coming yeah, out of yeah. her mouth, yeah. and now they're just like, okay, well, I guess you got to go then. Sorry. Well, everyone's mad. You're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's gone. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she signed an NDA, so she can't say shit about it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this pleases me. I love Sean Friday. Yeah. You know what else I really liked this week for good news? Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh it's not it's an article so much, but if you go on Twitter, uh you see all these really cute videos of places like in Italy and Spain where they're on lockdown mm-hmm. and a lot of the communities are places where people live close together but all mm-hmm. have balconies. Mm-hmm. It's been so have you seen any of these videos? They're mm-hmm. singing out of their balconies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been like you know, streets in Italy where people are in total isolation they can't leave their apartments i mean they're literally getting fined if they leave their apartments other than like super essential things so people are coming outside with musical instruments and playing music together there was a big apartment building in spain where people were yelling they were playing bingo with each other yelling off their balconies playing a round of bingo with each other i love that Um, so much you know it's like we are it's it is horrible and there are a lot of things to be stressed about right now and things are Mm -hmm. super uncertain but there are like little examples of like heartwarming examples of people taking care of each other and entertaining each other and finding solidarity and absolutely yeah it's good yeah yo-yo ma on his twitter account is putting out a series of comforting pieces of music Mm -hmm. Uh, he's incredible i know that the metropolitan opera is putting out free operas Mm -hmm. Uh, seattle symphony is putting out free symphonies a lot of museums are putting out their 
pictures virtual of, tours of their and stuff. virtual tours mm-hmm. online. Um, the Ivy League schools are offering free classes. It's a great time to get all cultured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, culture it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and thanks to those institutions and organizations for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really, really amazing. Yeah, there was an Italian tenor who was singing uh, mm-hmm. off of his balcony um, the other day. It's just That's just so great. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I do love how, you know, the whole Mr. Rogers look for the helpers thing. Mm-hmm. But just the kindness and beauty that these kind of uh, terrible, horrible disasters like bring out mm-hmm. the best in people. Mm-hmm. And it, it is really heartwarming. And we'll keep bringing you these stories because mm-hmm. uh, I I need to hear them. So Absolutely. I figure you probably do too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I definitely do. I, I think it's, uh, it's, we have to take care of each other. And I mean that not just in the sense of like making sure people are taken care of, but part of that also is, um, taking the steps that you need to take to distance yourself when possible and to wash your hands when possible. And, you know, to, even if you're not likely to get sick, you're, you're helping out other people. Yeah. And so, be kind. Be yes. kind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially to people who have to work through this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, they, they're having a bad day, I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, just be kind. You should just always be kind to everybody, but this mm-hmm. would be a good time to, to practice that. Yeah, everybody needs a little meditation right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, yeah. Any final thoughts? No, not for me. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just thanks to all of our amazing listeners for being such incredible people. Yep. Doing so much in your communities to help other people out. You really blow me away every single time. I'm so humbled by the amount of incredible acts of kindness and good works that are just that that you that you guys do on a daily basis i'm just totally blown away by same it. thank the, you the fact that we get so many messages not just during this coronavirus stuff but just in general of people being so politically engaged and saying it's because they listen to our show is just you know it's amazing there are so many we our listeners are really amazing mm-hmm. they are keeping me afloat mm-hmm. same all right that is it that is our show so please everyone and, and take this to heart. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reader. Fact checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reader. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>